this past year, uh, 22 members of our congregation, active members of our congregation, have passed away. And we feel their loss in many ways. You see more empty seats. Um, those we've known personally, obviously, we, we miss on all kinds of levels. We're now in the month of November, and I want the month of the year that the church particularly calls us to focus on the dead, and I want us to think, therefore, about how we, as Catholics, should think about death, how we should think about those who have died, and what we should continue to do for them. That our first reading and our gospel both spoke about a future hope, that it spoke about the tribulations that would come at the end times, but within that looked ahead to a future hope, namely the coming of the Lord Jesus again, coming in glory and power. So the gospel spoke about how he would come, come in the clouds with great power and glory to gather his chosen. The prophet Daniel in our first reading likewise spoke about the end of time and of those who lie sleeping in the dust of the earth, many will awake, some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting disgrace. Now, these are just two of many texts in the scriptures that tell us that when we think about the dead, we should be thinking about the future. We should be thinking about what we hope for them. We shouldn't just be thinking about their past. You often see this sometimes at funerals. I mean, as a Catholic priest, I don't often go to an atheist's funeral, but I have occasionally with old school friends and such. And at a a secular atheist funeral, they don't believe in an afterlife. And so all they're able to do is talk about the past. All they're able to do is talk about what they remember. We as Catholics, though, should think differently. We should think about those who have died thinking of a future and thinking of their future. And what this means is that when we grieve, we grieve in a different way. We grieve with hope. But as St. Paul puts it, have hope. And he says, don't be like the unbelievers who grieve without hope. Rather, grieve with hope. Hope for those who have died. Now let me focus this a bit more practically. Pope Francis is calling for a year of mercy that we're about to start very soon. And with that year of mercy, he's calling us as a church to refocus on what are called the works of mercy. And there are seven spiritual works of mercy and seven bodily corporal works of mercy. And two of these relate to the dead. There is a bodily corporal work of mercy that calls on us to bury the dead, to give their bodies honor. That as Christians, we reverence the body. We treat it as, you know, that the body has been the temple of the Holy Spirit while someone has lived. We don't just discard it, we treat it with honor. And we believe too, as Christians, that there will be a resurrection of the body in glory at the end of time. 
And so at a funeral, one of the things we do is we therefore honor the body, showing our respect. But there's a long-term work of mercy, the spiritual work of mercy of praying for those who have died. That our first reading from Daniel reminded us that at the resurrection, some will be punished in the final judgment rather than rewarded. And therefore, our hope of the resurrection means that we should be praying for mercy in that judgment, particularly for those we've known and loved, praying for mercy for them. And this is an important and ongoing thing to pray for. That when I die, I certainly hope people won't say, oh, well, he was, a, he was a good priest. He doesn't need us to pray for him. He's okay. Well, no, I hope if people care about me that they will pray for me and pray that the Lord will have mercy on me because I, I need prayers now living. I'm certainly going to need them when I'm dead. And I think I've said before, you know, my grandmother, just thinking in my own family of, I think, the holiest person I've known in our family, she died over 20 years ago, and yet I still pray for her. I pray for her now because I still love her now. And she's now in another kind of time zone, so to speak, but my prayers are still being heard by the Lord and received for her benefit. And praying for those who have died, it doesn't imply necessarily anxiety or distress. Rather, it's a work of love. If we still love those who have died, then we should still want to pray for them. So praying for the dead, we pray that they will receive mercy in the judgment. But there's something else that our prayers for the dead help them with, and this is through the, um, to assist them in the purifications of purgatory. The scripture tells us time and again when it speaks of heaven, that heaven is a place of utter perfection, and I am not perfect. And apart from a very small number of ex exceptional saints, we all die imperfect, and we need to be changed, transformed, purified, purged, in order to be ready for the glory and perfection of heaven. And that purification, it happens in the place called purgatory. And the tradition, the various visions that have been given down to the saints down the centuries, highlight two ways in particular that our prayers help those in purgatory. That our prayers help them there by offering them spiritual strength and consolation, that that change is a difficult change, and so our prayers help them by consoling them there. But our prayers also help them by speeding them, hastening them through that journey. And in doing this, in praying for the dead, we as Catholics are continuing the practice of the very early Christians. We're continuing the practice of the Jews before them. The Jews of our Lord's own time, we know from the scriptures, that used to pray for the dead. So as the second book of Maccabees puts it, we pray that they might be released from their sins. 
And Maccabees, when he's explaining why we do this praying for the dead, he says we do it because of the hope that we have for them. So he comments in particular about why an individual uh, did a very public sacrifice in the temple for those who had died. He said, if he had not hoped that the dead would rise again, it would have been superfluous and vain to pray for the dead. But because of the great grace laid up for them, it is therefore a holy and pious thought to pray for the dead, that they might be released from their sins. So to sum that up, in this month of November, let's not forget to pray for those who have died, that if we love them, let's continue to do good for them by our prayers. That those prayers for the dead, they help us by keeping our hope for them alive in our hearts. But even more importantly, it, our prayers help them. That those who lie sleeping in the dust will awake to everlasting life.